You are listening to Oaks People Podcast, a weekly podcast by Oaks Church, Brooklyn. Through a series of informal, story-based conversations, we share some of the challenges, the joys, and the ordinary moments of a community following Jesus in the heart of the city. Enjoy, and thank you for tuning in. Welcome, Oaks family. This is your pastor of discipleship and mission, Patrick Boatwright, here to bring you your latest episode of the Oaks People podcast. And this episode actually marks the start of a new rhythm. From here on out, the last week of each month, we will be releasing an episode aimed solely at keeping you informed of the important ongoings around Oaks Church, Brooklyn. And that's going to happen across three segments. First, You'll hear from Meg Jacobs and myself as we highlight upcoming events and dates for the next month. Next, I'll sit with Rachel Larson and members of the prayer team as they share any prayer requests that we all could be joining together in prayer for. And lastly, we'll head off to the island of misfit stories. This will be a time in the podcast where I spotlight stories from across our body that are worth sharing, celebrating, or shouldering with the whole community. And if you ever have such a story, don't hesitate to send me an email or let me know. We just might have you on to share it. That's the three segments, and I for one am looking forward to having another way to unite us all during such isolated times. Now, before we dive into today's podcast, I'd like to take a few moments to speak a little further on something that was mentioned during a teaching a few Sundays back. If you remember, during my talk on Settled Hearts, I mentioned a concern about unhealthy relationships with alcohol happening across our church family, and I'd like to speak into that a little more. The real impression upon me to bring that to the forefront of our church body came out of spending the last seven months intently meeting, listening, and counseling people all across our church. And as I did that, I was encountering offhanded comments, stories, inferences, and even some direct asks for help, where alcohol was playing a direct and indirect roles in creating different levels of dysfunction in people's lives. And in asking a few leaders their thoughts and experiences around the topic, they too confirmed that this was an issue worth addressing. But a question some have asked since that talk is what exactly does it mean to have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol? How do I know if that's me? Well, it's a great question, and I want to offer one specific and one general thought to that. When talking about the misuse of alcohol, I think some good indicators can be found around three C's, courage, comfort, and companionship. Some worthwhile questions to ask yourself could be, and again, this is not about occasional use, but we're talking about habitual patterns and rhythms of our lives. But some questions would be like, courage. Does alcohol serve to give me the courage to face tomorrow? Is this kind of where my strength is coming from to make it through this next Zoom call? Is it getting me through uh, having to write this next email? Or are we able to say like the psalmist, like I look to the hills and where does my help come from? Well, it comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Is he our courage or is alcohol serving that place? With comfort, is alcohol what puts me at ease at night? Is alcohol serving to pacify uh, my frustrations around COVID and lockdown and, you know, the, all the ongoings that have been happening or is co is alcohol giving me um, a reprieve from all the the dreariness of the news 
when I'm anxious and when I'm worried, when I'm scared, or when I'm when I'm afraid, who do I turn to? Where do I take my angst? Am I taking it to my my mini bar, or am I going again to the Lord to trusted friends? And then lastly, companionship. And this can happen in a few different ways. One, when you kind of think about ourselves, our individual selves, what role does alcohol play as a companion to us? When everyone goes to sleep, is it what we pour ourselves every night to take it easy? Is it our best friend, our good bottle of scotch? Can we sit alone? And enjoy times of solitude. Is that possible without also pouring a glass of wine? Or is that kind of a prerequisite for enjoying any manner of alone time? But what about parties? When we host, alcohol can be a really great guest at a party. But it's a terrible host. So when we throw parties, what function does alcohol play? Do we build our parties and our functions around alcohol and all the drinks that we're going to serve or what we're going to have? Or, hey, maybe we have alcohol there, but it's not really the main event. It could be there. It could not be there. It doesn't change the fact that we can still relate to each other and have times of intimacy and celebration um, without the use of alcohol or, you know, going overboard. And also lastly, just a worthwhile question is, is to know, am I using alcohol um, to excess? Obviously, the scriptures are very clear that we're not supposed to uh, use alcohol to excess, but to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it's a worthwhile thing to maybe ask ourselves those questions and to just be honest And if we find that in answering those questions, we don't really like the answers to them, well, well, then the answer is always to just get help and to welcome some people in. And again, this is not about shame uh, or guilt. This is about an invitation into something altogether new, uh, a more full life that isn't dependent upon something as uh, unsustainable as alcohol. But the more general thought, and the one I hope that we all really grasp, is that alcohol may not be your thing. Enjoy that glass of wine. That's okay. I, too, love a good glass of wine here and there. But here's the real reality. If alcohol may not be our thing, but something else is, we all have some disordered relationship in our life. And the question is not if, but what. And again, the invitation is not to shame or guilt, but surrender to the work of the Spirit in our lives that spurs us on to a closer and closer freedom until the day Jesus returns and all is set right. The Spirit really wants to work in our lives to address the disordered relationships as we have, whether it's with people, whether it's with our job, whether it's with uh, the internet and what we search, whether it's with TV or even the books we read, great things can be detrimental things. Not everything good is beneficial. And so whatever your thing may be, I hope that you will hear that there is an invitation from the Spirit to you 
to not be dependent upon that disordered relationship, but to actually have a more ordered and healthy life. And for more on what the work of the spirit looks like, go back and give that teaching a listen. I unpack it fully. Okay, that's it. Let's get on with the rest of this week's podcast. I love you all. Okay, so now in this new rhythm, we're going to do our first segment. I am joined by the lovely Meg Jacobs. How's it going? It's going amazingly well today. Thanks. Uh, Well, Meg, I think this is um, a really great and important part of this podcast. This is the place where we talk about what's happening in the life of our church. Uh, And as you are the keeper of the calendar, uh, I would love for you to just let the good Oaks people know what are some top of the line dates or events or things that are happening in the month of May uh, that they need to make sure if they don't know about, they know about it. And if they haven't planned for it, they should definitely start planning for it. Such a great question, Patrick. Thank you. I want everyone to know about community groups. So if you are already in a community group, know they start the week of May 2nd. Um, and we're going to be going weekly this time, which is different. Yes. It's a change. We were going bi-weekly for a while, but you know, summer's coming and folks kind of forget to come to things or have plans. So we're going to try a weekly community group mm-hmm. for the next six weeks. Um, and if you're not in one, if you're new, if you've just never joined one, if you actually are like, these people aren't my people, join a new one. It's time. It's open. You can do that now. And, what, and how would someone do that? You would uh, email you, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Patrick at oaksbk.church. If you want to be in a community group, email me. He is the keeper of the community group keys right now. And, um, yeah, I've just had such a great time. And I have a brand-new community group, basically, that started last semester. And it was fantastic. So I'm excited to get back to them and, and continue on. And I hope people feel the same. Awesome. Uh, after that as well, the 16th, that's going to be Tyler's last Sunday. So yeah, Too lots of feelings, of lots of feelings. Yeah. And um, we will be celebrating that. And um, maybe some people are grieving that as well. And we're going to be together. Uh, but that's going to be on the 16th. Um, so note that on your calendar for that Sunday. But also then we're going to celebrate him and celebrate being together on the 16th at a picnic at McCarran Park. Same place for our Easter picnic. It's going to be from 2.30 to 4. And there as well, besides celebrating the Statons and their send-off, we're also going to do some more baby dedications, which is just such a great thing to do in the life of our church. Yeah, great. And I know some people have asked, like, that Sunday we probably won't have, just by the nature of things, there won't be increased attendance at the service. I know everyone wishes they could, like, be there for the final service, but we still have the live stream. It's going to be on live stream. You'll be able to watch it again and again. Yeah. So the best place to like give that hug or to like, you know, send off Tyler will be the uh, picnic. The picnic. And not just Tyler, Kirsten and the boys as and well. And those boys. I love those boys. <laughs> Great. Okay. So May sixteenth, two thirty to four. Got yeah. that. Then on the seventeenth, if you are not in a core group, this is the time to be in one. What's the core group you might be thinking? I was, yeah. This is a time to gather two or three people that you maybe wanted to get to know better or people you've been getting to know better the past year and really dig deeper into your relationship. This is a spiritual relationship that you're getting in. You're praying together. You're reading the Bible together. Um, you're holding each other accountable. And if you don't know how to do that, if you've never been in a kind of group like this, Gemma is here to train you on the 17th from 730 to 9 on Zoom. Uh, sign up on our website. Uh, it'll be on like slash 
core groups. And uh, we would love for you to get involved and learn how to do this. I think this is such an important part of just becoming a disciple of Christ is to be in one of these core groups. Awesome. All right. So is that it? Is that then it? we have the 30th. We want to make sure people know this. Oh, yeah. So also you're watching. And also if this is you, baptism. Yes. So we had we were able to do great baptisms out in the park. We were so excited to do two on Easter Sunday. We're going to be doing more on the 30th, actually, in the space. So time to still reach out. Reach out to Patrick as well or myself, Meg, um, and to if you want to get baptized. We definitely want this to happen, and we want you to be able to join us here live or on the live stream and celebrating that in the life of our church. I love it. Yeah, and I'll make sure that the water is warm and not too deep. Yeah. I can't swim, so... And maybe uh, scented. You know, put some safe. essential oil Ooh. in there, and it smells nice. It's like, you know, it's enjoyable for everybody. At what point does a baptism become a bath? <laughs> Would, I guess like a like with a rubber ducky, <laughs> some <laughs> okay. other okay. toys in there. That's, that's what there, it's bath. There will be no bath, bath toys, so this is clearly just a baptism. That's May 30th. I'm very excited. And I would say if you want to take part in that, then you should definitely let me know by May 15th. Exactly, because we, we're going to talk to you first and make sure you're prepared. This is a big step in your in your faith, and so we want to make sure this is what the right moment for you, and you'll tell us then. Awesome. Okay, so those are your events mm-hmm. for the month of May. Yeah. I'm excited. This calendar's popping. we got a lot of things going on. Meg, thank you for keeping us all informed. And I'll see you next month. We'll do this again. We will. See you then. Okay, Oaks people, this next segment I'm really excited about. This is our new prayer corner. Uh, This is the place where we come and center ourselves as a people of prayer around the particular places where we can participate in our body, uh, in prayer, through prayer, learning about prayer. And then also just a time where we can hear what are some of the like top of the line prayers that we want to get the whole body in on. And so I have Rachel Larson here, uh, who is one of our prayer leaders and uh, the leader of our intercessory prayer team. What's up, Rachel? Hello. Hi. Uh, I am uh, excited to have you here. And let's just dive in, if you will. So obviously, prayer is something that is central, I think, to who we want to be and who we are at Oaks Church. And as a leader of our intercessory prayer team, could you give us a sense, like what, could you just remind uh, those who listening, those who may be new to the church, where is prayer happening in our church? How do, how do I get involved with prayer? Uh, what are some of the spaces and offerings that we have currently going on? I can indeed do that. Uh, as you said, we are a people of prayer. And so we have quite a few prayer spaces. A few of the really obvious ones are on Sunday mornings, we have a prayer hour on Zoom right before the gathering. It's at 930 and anybody can come to that before the service. It's just a space where we are in the presence of God. We often pray for the service, but we pray about whatever is on our hearts that particular Sunday. And then right now we are praying on Wednesday evenings at six o'clock as well. 
uh, Ashley Rose has been leading a congregational prayer time around just all the transition our church is going through and praying that we would be a united body and praying for whoever is our lead pastor in the future. So we're just praying over everything that is to come and basking that in um, just the Lord and his presence and his provision for us as a church. So those are two really obvious spaces. And then some things on the radar, we are going to do a communal prayer hour in the park, taking advantage of the brilliant warm weather. And that will be coming up the last two weeks in May and all of June. So May 19th through June 30th, um, Wednesday morning, 7.30 a.m. I know it's early, but the sun is up and we should be too. So that'll be a great place for us to just come and gather and worship and pray as well. Yeah, I hear that. I am not a morning person, but I think I'm going to have to overcome because uh, I'm really excited about getting outside and being able to pray. And I think that's something really cool. I know I can think of one story of a person who's new to our congregation because they just happened upon, it was worship that week, but just happened upon a bunch of people worshiping in the park. I'm like, what's going on here? And so um, I think it's a real great testament to our neighborhood to be in the midst of the city and praying. I love it. Now, there is also one thing uh, you did not mention that is not necessarily prayer directly, but I would say prayer adjacent. And something I'm really excited about, it is a course that you are currently leading. It started last night. There's two more weeks. Uh, I think by the time people hear this, this will go out like Sunday. So it'll be like the very next night, the next one. But uh, would you tell us a little bit about that course and kind of how it, you know, ties into prayer? Yes. So that course is called You Can Hear the Voice of God. It also could have been called... You can, Patrick. News flash. Um, I also could have called it listening to God, but that almost felt like, you know, like listen to your teacher, like obey, and I didn't want it to be that. But it's this idea that God is always with us. He's always speaking to us. And so how do we tune our ears to be able to hear from him? And so that course is really centered around a little bit of teaching and a lot of bit, a lot of bit, wow, a lot of practice of different prayer rhythms, different ways to experience hearing God's voice. And so if you're hearing this and it is before May 10th and you want to come to one of those last two classes, we would love to have you. You can just email prayer at oaksbk.church and we'll get you signed up. I love it. Okay. So prayer at oaksbk.church not too late to sign up. And if for some reason you can't make it, it's a three-week course, which I promise we will absolutely be running uh, again, because I think it is um, so important, exactly as you said, how do we attune ourselves to hearing our Father's voice? How can you have a one-sided conversation? So we've got to learn that God not only wants to listen to our prayers, but he wants to respond. Um, So I'm really uh, thankful for you putting that together for us. Okay, so that's where we can pray, and that's how we can learn how to pray more effectively. Uh, But now, let's talk about some specifics. Let's talk about some prayers. I'm excited for us as a people to really have this space to kind of gather together around some core prayers and get everybody, you know, all our faith aligned uh, towards some couple of things we're praying through as a church. And then hopefully this will become a place also in a space where we kind of just celebrate the ways in which God answers and meets our prayers and our dependency upon him. And so I just want to ask, what are some 
what are a few prayers that we as those who identify as a part of Oaks Church Brooklyn can be um, just joining God together in prayer? What are some of those things we can be praying for? You know, there are three big things that come to mind with that question. The first is holiness, that we would be a church that seeks God and that as we do that, the the things that we're carrying, the things that we're doing that are not of the Lord, that those would fall off of us, that we would be pushing one another towards really holiness, towards Christ-likeness, towards Christ-centeredness. The second thing that I think of is just unity. We want to be a church that is diverse in all areas, and with that comes differences of opinions, different ways of viewing the world, different ways of doing things, and so praying that we could be diverse yet unified. And then the third thing that comes to mind is that we would have a heart for our neighborhood, that we would be praying for our neighbors, the people around us, that we would be loving our neighborhood well. And, you know, we have our food pantry. That's a huge place to be praying over the people who come there. And then just the people that we live next to, um, that we really would be a church for all of Brooklyn in that sense. Yeah, I love that. So uh, just to reiterate those, there's holiness, unity, and then our presence in our neighborhood. Uh, and I want to talk about the presence in our neighborhood a little bit too, because kind of drilling down even deeper, you you brought up the food pantry, and uh, we're actually going to in our misfit story segment uh, in a little bit. We're going to be hearing from Carlos and some of the pantry team about some of the exciting things that are happening there. But I know on Saturdays, and maybe this is another practical invitation of prayer. Uh, Saturdays, you and people like Anjali show up early and you don't actually fill the bags, but you play an integral part in our food pantry. And I'd love to like let the people know about that and maybe extend an invitation. Yeah, we call that hospitality. So we really go out and literally get to meet our neighbors. And so often that turns into hearing their stories, hearing about the history of the neighborhood, and then getting to pray alongside the people online. We've been praying for jobs and for healing and for restoration in families, for mental illness, for just whatever is on people's hearts. And so it's become this beautiful space where I feel like I'm truly making friends with our neighbors. And it's not just showing up and filling a bag, which is amazing and beautiful. And I think there's something that happens as we do both of those things. We get to know the people that we're ministering to and we minister to them. And so I would love it if there was, you know, a huge team every single week that was just going out, meeting the neighbors week after week, um, meeting the same people and hearing their stories and just getting to love people the same way that you would love, you know, your friend or your colleague. Yeah. All right. So if I'm listening to this and I'm like, I'm in, I would love to hear people's story. I would love to pray for people uh, that are in line in the pantry. Do I need to like speak another language? Do I need to, are there any requirements uh, for me to know about? The, there are no, you know, hard and fast requirements other than there is a sign up page through the food pantry and um, where you can sign up, let us know that you're coming. But if you do speak Spanish, uh, you, we would love to have you because there is a huge percent of the people who do come who speak Spanish, but there's a lot of people that speak English. Um, if you happen to speak 
Russian or Polish. There are some Russian and Polish people online every week as well, um, as well as if you speak Mandarin. Um, but if you speak English and that's your only language, that is okay. Um, or if you're like me and you speak English and a little bit of Spanish, people will be very excited to teach you Spanish. I love it. And just as far as like the commitment in itself, what what are the times? What's like the typical like? What time do I have to get up on a Saturday? Mm-hmm. You know the the food pantry starts at ten thirty, and really that's the same time that you would need to show up if you want to meet people online. There's a little group of people that come at eight a.m. So if you want to be there and talk to the hard and fast um, food pantry. You know, I don't know what we call them, but the diehards the diehards that are there 8 a.m. every morning. But otherwise, the line really starts building right around 11. And so if you're there between 1030 and 11, um, we're, we're there, too. And that's when you can meet people. Great. And so I think you can go to the website, uh, oaksbk.church, if you're forced to serve. And there's probably a link to the, the food pantry group that you can follow and get signed up. Uh, and yeah, I think it would be great. And also I think one last prayer with that, with the food pantry, I know talking to Carlos is that there's a lot of decisions being made for Carlos and the food pantry team around like the future of the food pantry, as far as like, uh, how do we best serve our neighbors and what other things we can surround what we do on a Saturday. So that would probably be really great, uh, like to, have all of our body join in just prayer uh, for wisdom for our leaders and discernment as they try to just really perceive the invitations of God um, as we try to join God in feeding our neighbors. So awesome. Well, Rachel, I'm excited about this time. Uh, I can't wait for next month where I get to hear even more about what's happening uh, in the life of prayer at Oaks Church. And I'm thankful for your leadership in that. Thanks, Patrick. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. for this last segment of our new rhythm we've come to our misfit stories the name is still patent pending we're trying to figure it out here so bear with us but the heart of it is either just the place where we tell stories that are happening within the body of our church that you probably wouldn't find anywhere uh and so i have invited a brother los carlos our pastor of whoop justice whoop. and mercy how you doing my brother doing good man uh and i invite you here because i there's been a couple of stories all kind of centered around our food pantry that I think are just so important for us to know and to celebrate as an entire yeah. body. And so, uh, yeah, why don't you give us um, kind of a, a an update on some of the cool things that have been happening over on Major Street? Yeah, absolutely. Man, I think the most exciting one has been the fact that we with the food pantry team put together a survey to understand more of our neighbors and better serve them and honestly just love them better you know it's like asking questions and one thing i've always said is like listening is a language of love right mm, so we want to you want to listen to them we want to know what's happening if what we're doing is helping or not how can we adjust and all that stuff uh and most importantly just uh hear their stories about um 
how the effects of the pandemic are still lingering, you know, how the other things have been crossing over. Because, yeah, we do a pantry on the Saturdays, but our, our longing is to grow in relationship and, and, and family and yeah. be a part of this neighborhood. So it's not just a bag of food, but it's honestly, again, growing in, in, in knowing who they are. Uh, and, man, it's been the stories coming out of the people who have been helping us conduct the surveys just amazing because we're aiming for a certain number on a Saturday. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to you know, hopefully hit this amount of people. We do half of that because we just end up lingering in stories and conversation with people, which is amazing. I love how people have been present to to the, our folks in line. So. Yeah, yeah. And so with this survey, um, it's it's encouraging and it's inspiring because this is, like you said, going to be our opportunity not to just like help as best we see fit, but yeah. help yep. as best our neighbors need. Absolutely. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And uh, I, I would love for you, you, you kind of just offhanded mentioned it, but this food pantry team, uh, I actually think this is a pretty cool. So we have some people, right, in our church that are um, not just, you know, showing a volunteer, but actually providing some direction, right? Yeah, man. It's basically the the OGs of the food pantry in some ways. Uh, just 12 people who have been, like, so faithful and and loving to help and just honestly were the people who were mostly every Saturday asking me, so do you need more help? I'm like, oh man. So it was it was lovely to be able to put those folks together and just, they've been really helping me think through things and process stuff that we've been praying about as a church. Uh, and yeah, man, it's been a blessing. Okay, so we got the survey, we got the food pantry team, but that's not all the pantry news. We oh, got a no. couple of uh, some cool things worth celebrating. Why don't you tell us about that? closing then his closing doors is fine but if he's opening doors like please god let us know what's <laughs> up and uh man i've been uh, since last year applying for grants and trying to understand how to you know make our food pantry uh i don't want to say more official because it is official but it's basically uh just understanding how can we make it sustainable in the long run sure as we kind of just dove into it as like this needs to happen because of pandemic but it's clear that it needs to be something that we keep going and as a church we also discern that together it's like yeah uh so i kept applying for different grants and man the doors were just closing because nothing was really working mm. pandemic was still a big thing uh but it wasn't until end of march that we actually got two grants yeah not one, but two come on won't from do two it? different organizations and we're we're setting it up so it's good it's been amazing and still going through some hoops there's a lot if you know anything about that (laughs) sector there's a lot of hoops to jump through but man it's just a beautiful thing that god's been really blessing and opening some doors that we can get more relationships with other food providers from new york city food bank and city harvest and stuff like that so it's just yeah a big push in that's great and these grants not only provide monetary resources for the things like purchasing and securing food but this is also going to be an opportunity to provide like um services for like how we sign up people and how yeah. we organize the pantry yeah. but also even like technology like ipads and stuff oh baby come uh, on right so <laughs> that's pretty cool that's gonna yeah. be really great to help us as you say uh you know kind of 
become an official food pantry or like a yeah, big boy no food quotes, pantry. We're doing no air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> Our food pantry is going to college. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, speaking of yeah. college, oh, come uh, on. <laughs> we cannot <laughs> pass by these misfit stories without having this one story um, that we have to celebrate because you, my friend, my brother, have a, uh, have a story to tell oh, as uh, you are now moving on from Brother Los to Master Los. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll always be your brother. <laughs> no, you, but you're, you're graduating, bro. Tell us. Yeah, dude. It's 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 crazy. It's still pretty unreal, to be honest. But for those of you who do not know, I've been in the seminary journey, uh, Masters of Divinity journey. Uh, so I guess I'll be fully divine after yeah. graduating now. Uh, but I am graduating now, May 6th, uh, for whenever you're listening to this. But, man, what a journey. What a beautiful journey. I will say that I did not start. Well, I, this was four and a half years ago, man. This was wow. before I started working at church. Wow. And to be honest, none of this was in my radar. Mm. And God is just like pulling some, you know, putting some you know, breadcrumbs in the tray. I was like, yeah. okay, God, I'll follow this one. I'll follow this one. And he's like, wait until you see. And yeah, it's a, it's, man, it's a beautiful chapter that I'm closing and I cannot be more excited for the next one. Yeah, well, I am really excited. I know behind the scenes how hard you've worked, not just to, you know, run our food pantry, uh, a full-time job and commitment here to this church, but also, you know, with your music and all the things you have on outside of the church. And then on top of that, to be a full-time student, um, I've seen, I've seen the sweat on your brow. (laughs) (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know how hard you've worked to balance all this. And so, um, I know I speak on behalf of our church. We're just so proud of you. Thank you, and, bro. Uh, and are so happy to celebrate alongside you this milestone. Uh, any more school after this? Is this it? You taking a break? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Doctor? Let's take, Dr. A break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We'll, we'll let you rest. <laughs> after Thank you. This one. Uh, well, make sure you guys send Carlos a uh, congratulatory email or high five next time you see him because uh, we definitely want to uh, celebrate what God is doing in his life. Awesome. All right. For our next Misfit story, we're bringing back our friend Meg. And Meg, uh, I'm really excited about this announcement because you got some news. You have a story to tell about some uh, recent change that's happened in your life that also affects this church. Why don't you let the people know about that? Thanks, Patrick. Uh, yeah, so our news for everyone to share is that um, I'm having a title change, and my role is going to be now executive director of Oaks Church Brooklyn. <laughs> and yeah, it's been such an exciting journey um, of feeling like um, coming from a very small church and trying to figure out what the best place um, for me to just what to do, just what my role should be here and realizing, um, you know, communication and administration and helping with Sundays, all of these things that needed to be done. But what was I really passionate about? What did I really care about? What also just needed to be done that I saw um, potentially I could do? And so the past, since I've been here since 2017, um, I've been able just to take on some more responsibilities, test things out, test the waters. And I'm really excited to be stepping into this and help more with HRs that were not just an amazing place to come to church and work 
mentorship, but we're also an amazing place to work. Um, finance things, helping with budgets and keeping us on budget, planning for ahead and planning for the future. Um, and then just being able to do a whole bunch of things that really tie the church together. Um, being able to really help everybody excel in their role. And um, I'm just so excited about all the things that we're going to be able to do now with this. Um, yeah. So that's the news. Yeah, that's great. All right. So our new executive director, our first ever executive director, Meg Jacobs. And this is really good because obviously we, uh, I would say we're pretty good at this uh, worshiping God together thing, but it is really hard to do that without the lights on. And so, so true. So true. Somebody's so, got to pay those bills. Exactly. And so a big part of what you do is really helping us, uh, not just in the day to day, but I think you'll also be helping us like you'll be overseeing and speaking into the foresight of where we're going as a, as a church, as an institution. Um, and also there's another thing that's not necessarily somewhat related to what you do for the church at large, but I also know is something that you're very passionate about, which is personal finances for people within the church and developing pathways. And I love if you just talk just a little bit about some of kind of the things you're hoping that that will happen in the future towards like helping us all become um, financially healthy as people. Love that you asked. I have had a dream for a while that we would be a church where there no one is in need, that we are that Axe Church and that people actually know, oh my gosh, the folks at Oaks Church Brooklyn, all their needs are met. No one's in debt. Um, they don't have any medical debt, student debt, credit card debt. And they just, if you need something, you can go to them because they just are overflowing. And um, I, I have a vision of what that could look like. And that's, I'm excited to start with like teams and um, the staff and elders and being able to work with them. And just kind of have that on with their, or you can do generosity. They've been, we've been working together with all of this as well. And it just really is something where I'm like, oh, this could really be what I could be helping to do in the next couple of years of our church and in the, in the life of our church. And so hopefully I'm able to, um, yeah, just figure out the best ways to do that. The best, um, if it's like classes, um, and, and events and things like that to do that. But I'm just really excited to start dreaming what that can look like for our church. That's great. I couldn't think of a better person. Well, we are excited for this new role and your continued leadership in this church, Meg. Thanks, Patrick. Okay, my friends. So that's it. This is our new rhythm. Uh, at the end of each month, again, we'll have this podcast and this is just to be a place to hear from MJ as she updates us on the next month's calendar, to hear from Rachel and other members of the prayer team as they just help center us around some common prayers and then just a place to like share some stories that are happening and so i just want to encourage you if you have a misfit story if you have a story that says hey i would love for the whole wide church to kind of hear this and be blessed by this uh send it my way you can always email me at patrick at oaksbk.church or any of our uh, pastoral team or info at oaksbk.church and uh and we'll love to have you on and maybe we'll talk about your story uh all right so that's it my friends and remember in the words of our dear brother los listening is a language of love be well <laughs>